Welcome into a Toast Film, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Trey. And I'm one of your hosts, Ebo. Guys, we have a packed episode out today. We have so much good stuff, so much good content. New trailer. New trailer. Can't wait to dive in and talk about. And uh, I don't know, Eddie, why don't you tell them the rest? Well, guys, let me tell you. We got some man stuff, because we got the most action-packed movie of the year, The Northman. We're reviewing The Northman, which... We got some interesting stuff to talk to you about that. Not just our review, but some numbers. So if you mm-hmm. like numbers, you'll enjoy that. And then also, Don't Worry Darling just released a trailer. So you know we have to talk about that. Because me and Trey, if you recall, said it was our most anticipated movie for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And then also, this is a toast film. So you know we have to have a list. Absolutely. And so this week, Trey was like, you know what, let's do like 15th, 16th century, just ah, medieval you know, swords, style. medieval, all that. Absolutely. But real quick, before we get into the trailer, just want to say a couple of things. One, we have some great movies coming mm-hmm. out this week. Uh, the Outfit yes. is available to rent, buy, and it's on Peacock for free. Yes. And Turning Red is available to rent, buy, and is on Disney Plus for free. And then um, Blacklight also came out. Wow, you know. Can't all be winners. (laughs) Do we need to talk about that? Man, I I cannot wait to dive right into this, man. Well, now let's get into Don't Worry Darling. But, Trey, can I lead? Yeah, absolutely. Trey, let me tell you something. I hate this trailer. Interesting. I hate this trailer with a capital H. Interesting. This is one of my most hated trailers of all time. And do you know why that is? Because I love this trailer. (laughs) Let me tell you why. If I hadn't read the IMDb page, Mm -hmm. I would not be able to tell you one thing this movie's about. Well, good, because I haven't read the IMDb page, but I have read the IMDb page. And if you watch the trailer, you still don't know what's happening. Because no. you're like, what is going on? Yeah. And I love that about this trailer. Let's let's talk about a couple big selling points here. Mm-hmm. One, Harry Styles is slowly becoming one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. He is the next Bradley Cooper. And the reason I compare him to him is because me and Eddie always have a joke that Bradley Cooper can do it all. Yeah. I mean, the man can direct... He can act, he can write, he can sing. He literally can do all four. He literally can do it all. Well, we're starting to see Harry Styles be able to do that same thing. Now, he hasn't written and directed, but mark my words, it is getting there. But he's been involved in music videos and music writing. Yes. So, theoretically, he has already. Man, I love Harry Styles. I'm really liking where his transition's going. We see it with a good bit of music, um, people in the music industry. And this guy's very talented. I'm very excited to see him on on the big screen here in a more of a showcase role. You know what's funny is the person I compare him to is a early in his career Chris Pine. I could see that. Because they both have that kind of standoffish charm. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is they're not outright charming. Yeah. But they're just so 
confident and there yeah. that they just come off charming. Well, here's the thing. This movie is a, is a packed house. I mean, you have actors everywhere you look on the screen. Gemma Chan. I mean, Gemma Nick Chan. Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, Florence Pugh. I mean, Olivia Wilde, of course. Who directed. And wrote. Yeah. So I am very excited. I think she's got, she's very talented. Mm-hmm. I am sad to hear about the whole transition off screen with, you know, the drama going on with uh, Jason Sudeikis and her. It is really sad, and it is sad to see maybe... Are a conspiracy series of what behind the scenes mm-hmm. happened and what we're kind of seeing transpire. But if we take all that out and we just watch it for the talent, I'm very excited. I think she's a talented actress, and I'm mm-hmm. really uh, excited to see her her directorial debut. Mm-hmm. So l- let me let me dive into it a little mm-hmm. bit. Do you mind if I go and no, take the reins here? I just rewatched the trailer. I hadn't seen it in in a few days since it came out. I want to see if there was anything I missed. Right off the bat, this movie is going to be a mind bender. Yeah, I think there is a lot going on um, behind the scenes, a lot of out of box thinking, and most importantly, I think this movie is portraying a lot of symbolism, a lot of like m- metaphorical, you know, plot symbolism, a little, a little bit of all that. Because when you see the trailer. You see the plane at one point, and then you see a glitch. Yeah. So you know there's something going on. You see a lot of things that you're not understanding. You're seeing a wall close in, mm-hmm. a glass invisible wall on Florence Pugh. Um, you're seeing when they're all talking in the mall, it looks like an earthquake, something's trembling, something's just not quite right. So you're, you're trying to figure out and put these pieces together. Right off the bat, I think this may be some kind of... Um, metaphor for women's suffrage maybe like what they women's like being suppressed all these years men going out doing what they want women's being kept Mm -hmm. in you know in the homes very sheltered cooking cleaning i mean i could be wrong i could totally be wrong but it has a lot of that to me it definitely also has Stepford Wives. Very much Stepford because Wives. Because the houses, the cars, the guys all leaving for work at the exact same mm-hmm. time. The wives' hairstyles. Yeah. But also, one thing that really interests me is the men in red. Yes. You know, who are these men in red? So what I think for the movie is I think they're pulling a the village on us. I think this is set in 2020 or something. Interesting. So they're pulling an antebellum. Okay, yeah, that would be a more. I was just saying, you know, because in yeah, no, in no, the no village, I get it. Yeah, they no, you're absolutely pretend right. like it's 1800. No, you're but absolutely yeah, antebellum right. would be a good choice. I think there's something going on where. You know, maybe it's even further in the future. Maybe it's like 2050. So so maybe it's because she was like, what does this company do? And then Chris Pine steps in and says, no, let her go. I want her to see what she thinks. You know, we do. Maybe this company tests relationships on how it used to be versus how it is. And the, the, the socioeconomic style, the society. And they are in this Truman Show type simulation. Like a dome. Yeah, like a dome. Or, I'll hit you with one better. 
Because of that plane, you mm-hmm. saw that plane, and then it go through like a glitch. Well, one thing I think for the plane is the sky's not real. Gotcha. Which would, you know, allude to my dome. But also, think about this. What if this isn't on Earth? That's a distinct possibility. It is. I don't know if they're that ambitious. True, but, you know, we we don't know. Right, right. You know, we're just speculating based yeah. on trailer. And if you think about it, all that desert terrain, mm-hmm. you know, set in the 50s. But just everything about this trailer makes you think this is not the 50s. Yeah. There's it, just something there's something about it where it just feels like they're trying like if you watch a movie set in the 50s mm-hmm. and you look at this there's little things with the cinematography with the way people talk, the way people walk where this seems like simulated 50s. Right. So it just doesn't feel quite right. Right. Uh, yeah. But a I lot mean, a lot to look forward to though, man. Dude, Cannot I mean, wait. Just, the cast alone had yeah. us excited and now like i said this trailer i hate it because unlike most trailers it didn't spoil anything no i have more questions yeah. than when it began that's how a trailer's supposed to be yeah it's supposed to get you pumped yeah and trust me we're pumped oh yeah but let me tell you what got us pumped in a second and that was the northman but you know when you're a viking going to valhalla you're trying to get to, you know, the Golden Garden. Yep. So we got the Hoe Garden wheat beer brewed with coriander and orange peel. It's a Belgian beer, mm-hmm. you know, right up in those territories, where you know, to represent the, the Northmen. Yeah. And guys, what a great beer. I've been I've loved Hoe Garden for years and years and years. Hoe Garden. Very drinkable. Uh, it's a dark wheat ale, but... It's dark. So good. Very good. And it's light. That's the thing, though. It's very light. And that's... I mean, I could drink a six-pack of these, no problem. Well, I mean, that's yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, you know, it's it's. Hey, a I'm just beer. glad we got a break from IPA. Because <laughs> right. guess what? On our Doctor Strange episode, we got an IPA yeah, for Yeah, absolutely. You. But guys, turning to something else. Before we review the Northmen... I just want to tease you with something. After our review, I have a forecast. I got my little crystal ball. Okay. And I crunched some numbers. And let's just say the times are dark for the Northmen. Yeah. But more on that in a second. So the Northmen, it's directed by Robert Eggers. It's written by Eggers and the Icelandic author, Sean who wrote Lamb, which I have an episode coming out where I review Lamb. Mm-hmm. Let me tell y'all. Whoa. Okay. That is a depressing-ass, wild movie. Okay. But uh, just real quick rundown. I mean, you want to talk about a cast. We have Ethan Hawke from Sinister, mm-hmm. amongst other things. Alexander Skarsgård from True Blood, amongst other things. Mm-hmm. Klaus Bang from Dracula, amongst other things. Nicole Kidman from that fucking AMC commercial. Yep. Anya Taylor-Joy from The Witch, Emma, amongst other things, and Willem Dafoe, Spider-Man, The Lighthouse, amongst other things. Yeah. Guys, that's a cast. Yeah, it is. It is. So, Trey, what did you think about the Northman? It was amazing. I loved every bit of it. I It, it exceeded my expectations. I, I went into it because I know Robert Eggers, and mm-hmm. I personally love the director. He is... He is... 
a craftsman at his own work. He does. You can tell he does copious amounts of research on anything he does. He's very detail oriented, and he doesn't he doesn't hide behind that. He gives us he gives you your money's worth. Well, I will say the one thing about Robert Eggers, if you're not into slow burners, you know you're not normally going to like his movies. And I was worried this might be a slow burner. I was wrong. This was not a slow burner. Hey. Let me tell y'all, because y'all know I will be the first person to talk about run times. Mm-hmm. This movie does not wait. No. Like, small spoiler, but I mean, this is like literally the first 10 seconds of the trailer where Ethan Hawke gets killed. That's about five minutes into the movie. Yeah. Like, literally. It's not long at all. I love the... He puts... You know, Robert Eggers does a great job of really diving into the Nordic Viking... Um, heritage you learn a lot about their beliefs in this movie their you know residuals everything that's why i like that he had shown yeah help write it Mm -hmm. because him being you know a not only an author Mm -hmm. so he's a storyteller but being icelandic yeah he you know, has that kind of background. Absolutely. In storytelling of, you know, their kind of culture. Yeah. And because they go deep. They yeah. go deep into rituals, mm-hmm. um, battle practices, you know, beliefs, all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, when watching this movie, I was just on the edge of my seat. You're getting that action you know you want from a very clear trailer that tells you this movie is going to be about revenge. You get that. And that's what I was glad about. The trailer did a good job of telling us exactly what he was doing. I mean, they had a, a pattern and a theme in the trailer. You know, you're, uh, he's going to, you know, save his mother. Um, avenge his father. Avenge his father. And, and kill Fjolnir. Yeah, kill Fjolnir. And, um, and he does that. He yes, does that. He does. And... There's just so many things about this movie. I, I'm about to go back and watch it again because I feel like you will benefit from a second watch. And one thing I'll, I appreciate is this is just a bloody good time. Yeah. I appreciate that. But also, I appreciate that he kind of... Eggers and uh, Sean, whichever one of them is responsible for this part of the tone, they never once like show you okay this person is like a you know saint no like let me tell you um alexander skarsgård are you rooting for him yeah because Mm -hmm. he's a bad dude yeah do is he also a despicable human being yeah 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 they never shine away from that exactly and then like nicole kidman you know maybe she's not a great mother well here's the thing about it they robert eggers did a great job because as we know in history, the Vikings were a very primitive mm-hmm. race. You know what I mean? That's a good word to describe it because they have an entire battle ritual yeah. where they kind of go animalistic yeah. and become like wolves. Yeah. And let me tell you, when that happens, let me tell you, you hear that how? Just, I mean, you can kill yourself. Yeah. You can maybe hide. Oh, but man. I wouldn't hide because, let me tell you, whoa, there's a scene, I will tell you this, 
as bloody as I am trying to, I'm trying to warn people. Yeah. You know, there are people out there who may not be expecting the level of gore no. that this movie goes to. Let me just tell you this. Even if you are a three-year-old child, you ain't safe because yeah. there's a scene involving children. That's right, plural. Mm -hmm. That is a who. Yeah, I know. Like, it's a rough scene. Yeah. This, guys, this movie, though, it deserves the hype. I was just really looking. Does. I was looking at the reviews. Just to put it in perspective for everybody. This movie got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. It got an 8.0 on IMDb. And it got an 82 on Metacritic. When I tell you how hard that is to achieve, look at The Dark Knight, one of the most praised movies uh, in the past decade. It got an 8.4. Okay? I don't even think The Dark Knight got an 82 on Metacritic. Because you know the Metacritic is yeah. one of the harshest critic um, sites it, out there. It's renowned that Metacritic, like, they're very scrupulous. Yeah. And, I mean... Uh, all I'm saying is everyone's praising this movie or, or across all the sites and all the review boards believe the hype and Trey can tell you I was very interested and a little excited to see the movie because mm. of some of the battles yeah but I still wasn't like oh this is gonna be like one of the best of the year and I walked out and I was like damn man yeah. Eggers really brought it on he, that one he brought it man because he's someone I can appreciate yeah his vision, because I will give him this, as much as certain directors. He has a vision, and he is going to see through to it, whether you like it or not. Yeah. But you have to appreciate it because, like, The Witch. Yeah. I've grown to, you know, have a better appreciation of The Witch. Yeah, I love The Witch. The Lighthouse, not for me. So I'll but say... But I appreciate the vision. Yes. So The Lighthouse was the weakest of the three by far, but I also appreciate the vision because you knew what he was going for, exactly. and it's about two, you know, light keepers who, through solidarity, go crazy, and, and he sticks with it. Yeah, you know, he he doesn't shy away from anything. Yeah, whether it be violence, nudity, language, yeah. whatever, he does not shy away from his vision. Yeah, exactly. So at the end of the day. What do we want to give it our cheaters ratings? So for me, now this is after one viewing because mm -hmm. I definitely need to rewatch mm -hmm. this because uh, like just so many cool things, and like you said, I'm almost tempted to rewatch in theaters. Yeah. Like uh, there's a scene involving um, it's this I believe she's Swedish. Mm -hmm. I looked her up. I believe she's Swedish. She's a model. Mm -hmm. She was the Valkyrie. Oh, let me yeah, tell you, yeah. she looks very different when she's not in that Valkyrie getup yeah. with the braces and everything. Mm -hmm. But that scene was so beautiful with the yeah. way they transitioned the sky. Oh my God, dude. You know, to what the entrance to Valhalla. And the gates of hell. And the gate, dude, let me tell you. Beautiful. The gates of hell, I'm like, you know, that'd be a neat little place to visit. The gates <laughs> of hell. Know. Because they made it beautiful. Yeah, they made it but just epic. But at the end of the day, first viewing, I would have to go with a 4.3. Very nice. Just because the action was tremendous. Yes. There's very small things where I feel like I need to rewatch it. Yes. To fully appreciate. Because like I said, he sticks to his vision. Yes. But for me, 4.3. Solid review, and I'm happy to hear that. Um, Just like Eddie said, 
to me, Eddie, you know, with Eddie, there was a couple small things. For me, there wasn't small things. There was just one kind of big thing that I've vented to you about that's mm-hmm. really kind of bothered me. Um, but literally, I'm talking about a scene that lasts about 20 seconds and it's over and and then I can move on from it and I you know and I can still understand it but hey I understand it more than commercials yeah absolutely man but I thought about this this movie is going to get a 4.6 for me very nice so and I'm going to rewatch it and it could go up now do I think this would ever be a 5 I no. don't know if I could say that but I will say this could be a 4.7 or 4.8 I could see me maybe getting to a 4.6. Yeah. Like around where you're at, maybe yeah. a 4.7. Yeah. Because, dude, the battles, man. Oh, my God. Like, tell me, tell me for this movie isn't rewatchable for those battles alone. Oh, dude. dude. This is one of those movies where even if you don't want to rewatch the movie, you'll rewatch parts. You'll just fast forward to some of the battles. Yes. Dude. Man, let me tell you, they go hard. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely is going to need revision. Yeah. But, um,. Let me take a second to be Bjork. Okay. You know, let me let me tell you about the fortunes. Because <laughs> this is a not good thing. Mm-hmm. So, before I mention these numbers I'm about to mention, this week on Hulu for free, we have The Hatching coming out, yep. horror movie. Mm-hmm. And in theaters, small movie, I don't know if you've heard about it, called uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. It's coming out. And the people that would see Doctor Strange are the people that would see The Northman. Yeah. So it's not counter-programming. Yeah. Which is going to hinder yeah. The Northman. And because, like, if you knew Doctor Strange was coming out, you want something that's not that. Right. You want, like, this is where you would drop, like, a really bland period drama. Right. You know, or something. Not that women don't like Doctor Strange because sure. they surely do but this is where you put like your chick flicks yeah you know counter programming right but with all that being said I say that because let me talk about the box office just the top five yeah so I'm gonna I usually start at five let me start at one okay and work my way down okay so number one this weekend was the bad guys okay animated great movie by the yeah. way one of my favorites this year wow um so it had a budget. Now these are all projected budgets, and I went with the higher numbers sure. just because always safer. It's safer and, and it, it looks adds better if you more to it. So Bad Guys had an eighty million dollar budget. It is gross worldwide one hundred twenty million. Wow! So it's already passed, and mm-hmm. that's not including Blu-ray DVD sales. All right. That. At number two, Sonic Two, hundred ten million dollar budget, worldwide gross three hundred twenty million. Mm. So it's doing fine. Yes. Fantastic Beast, the crime or the wow. secret to Dumbledore is number three. Two hundred dollar two hundred million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Worldwide though, it's gross three hundred and thirty million. Wow. So it's doing fine. Such a shame. Let me tell you, all that's from overseas. Yeah. I looked at the numbers. Domestic woo. Domestic's probably eighty. Yeah, it's about eighty mm-hmm. for what, three weekends? Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip The Northman real quick. Okay. Because at number five, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Good. which much smaller release yeah. than the rest of the ones we mentioned. $25 million budget, worldwide gross $38 million. Okay. So it's already passed. So yeah. it's still doing good. Yeah. 
Now let's get to the Northmen. Now, like I said, it's at number four this weekend. And we have Doctor Strange coming out this week. Mm -hmm. And who knows what other great things are coming out in May and yeah. June. The Northman's budget, $90 million. Worldwide gross, $41 million. Mm -hmm. So not even half. Yeah. Worldwide. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. It really is because, I mean, you look at... Sonic 2 and the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Now, those technically are counter-programming because you're going to have smaller kids who might be scared of Doctor Strange 2. And so those are still going to get tickets. Right. And worldwide, people still love, you know, the Harry Potter universe. So Fantastic Beasts is doing fine. And Everything Everywhere, it's already doing fine. You know, it's a 24 film. It's not expected to be $100 million at the box office. Right. But the Northman, it's just going to keep slipping which makes me sad. So, well, let's let me go over a couple numbers here, okay? Mm -hmm. If this makes you feel better. Robert Eggers debut film, The Witch. 4 million dollar budget made 40 million. But if I can pose one argument, um The Northman is classified as an action adventure which typically have higher budgets mm -hmm. and require higher box office. Whereas The Witch, sure, it's a slow burn, but it's still a horror film. And historically, horror films have lower budgets, but produce gangbuster box office because people yeah. like the thrill of being scared. Well, I'm, I'm really more saying it because I don't think it's going to be profitable, mm -hmm. but at least Robert Eggers isn't hurting because he made a ton in The Witch. Oh, and yeah. The Lighthouse he doubled as well. The Lighthouse was $11 million budget, and they made $22 million. Yeah, and so, I mean, he'll do fine. Like, this could still get some, you know, award nominations next year. Oh, absolutely. It can still do gangbusters, you know, on Blu-ray and DVD. I'm just saying, as of now, yeah. it's not looking good box-wise nah. for its rise. But we still have probably a month left in theaters. Yeah. So it, it could climb, and if we could just get it to about that seventy million range, yeah. which I think we could be good. I think they can. Um, I think they can. They can handle that. Well, hey, Settle we'll report that. on this. Yeah. Next week when yeah. we talk about Doctor Strange two, we'll see how it's doing. But Trey, do you like gladiator films? <laughs> I think it's time, buddy. Is Our it time? top five. Medieval-style period piece movies. Would you like to go first, sir? You know, but if you don't mind, I sure will. Lead the way. Lead the charge. I'm going to make this one quick, because I'm going to... Uh, the no need to explain these. I have a lot of love for these, okay? Well, a lot of there's love. one that I think you're going to mention that we're going to have to pause and talk about for a sec. Okay. Well, I'll say this Hit one. Hit us with number five. Number five, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Amazing movie. Love this movie. Grew up with it. A lot of people around our age just had a lot of fun with this one. Carrie Yules, I mean... Carrie Yules is the man. Do you need to say anything else? Handsome son of a gun. He was, man. It's just funny, and I love funny Renaissance movies. Yeah. I just, I really do. <gasps> At number four, recent movie, The King with Timothy... Timothy oh, our boy, Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> this movie, he did a great job uh, portraying Robert the Bruce. Mm -hmm. And 
there was a heck of a twist in it that I really bumped my ranking up to that movie because I wasn't expecting it to be that clever. A lot of fun. It was a well made film. And also get to see Robert Pattinson as a slimy bad guy. So that was a really good tale. At number three, The Princess Bride. Carriola's made it twice as nice. Princess Bride, one of the best out there. I mean, it's hard to even talk about Renaissance without talking about The Princess Bride. You know, I will always say, Jurassic Park's my favorite movie. Yeah. But I think Princess Bride is the best movie. It has yeah. horror. It has action. It has adventure. It has comedy. Yeah. It has quotes. It has yeah. a phenomenal cast. Absolutely. It has good family moments. Yes. Like, there's nothing missing from There's it. No, it's, it's a perfect Even film. has a little bit of sci-fi. Can we both make an, an, an addition saying that's a five-star movie? Oh, I'll tell anybody that's a five-star film. That's a five-star film, The Princess Bride. At number two, because... And this one was tough not to put at number one, because I love this movie so much. I have so many fond memories when I was younger watching this. It was my Count of Monte Cristo. I just watched it all the time. It has... It's family film. It's got action. It's got comedy. It's got heart. A Knight's Tale. Oh, great movie. I absolutely love Knight's Tale. Paul he, Bettany? Paul Bettany. Um, our boy. Heath Ledger. Crap, why am I blanking on his name? Tucker Nell versus Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk, yeah. He's like one of the most underappreciated people of all and, time. And a great bad guy in the oh. role. And you, oh. I see his face all the time. I just can't think of his name. Yeah. But great bad guy. And... It was just a fun film. Dude, such a fun film. Man, and Heath Ledger, man. One of the only movies, I, I forgot about this. You remember I told you there's a handful of movies that will make me tear up every time? Yeah. Not a ton of movies. That's one when he goes back and sees his father, and his father's uh. blind, and he just, he, he, he can't believe that's his son, dude. Yeah. It gets me every time, dude. Phenomenal. And at number one, no surprise, Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. No Count of Monte Cristo. No, no. I I honestly didn't want to mix well, it in. two things. One, Army of Darkness. I don't care what anybody says. It's yeah. the best of the trilogy. Well, and here's the thing. So, Count of Monte Cristo would be my number one. I thought about it, and I was like, well, I'll kind of mix that in with a different time. Even though it is the same kind of time. I just kind of thought the my reasoning behind this. Everyone in these movies had armor. They were knights, you know. They had like sword swashbuckling action, and I guess a little bit of Monte Cristo. But I, I guess I just didn't really Dude, think about it in this. There's category. just something about Army of Darkness, the comedy, the quotes. Oh my god! It's just such a yeah. fun movie. Yeah, it is. And, and as we know, since we're talking about Count of Monte Cristo. That's in my top ten of all time. Well, so, and let me tell y'all, Count My Cristo, I just rewatched it. Mm -hmm. That movie. It's amazing. I will tell anyone, whether you've seen it before or you've never seen it, check that movie out. And you, and you know what else it kind of feels like to me? Hmm. When you rewatch The Mask of Zorro, you forget how good it is. And I recently watched that too. But and let me tell you, Count My Cristo, a young, um, why am I blanking on his name? Henry Cavill? A young Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. And dude, just, I mean, Jesus is playing the Count of Monte Cristo. Mm -hmm. And he just crushes it. Because he's such a likable character. He really is. And you feel for him because 
the role he plays, he's so genuine, dude. Yeah. And I just don't think he gets a Great lot of villain in that one, old guy Great Pierce. Great villain. <laughs> Great villain because it's just the ultimate betrayal. You know? Yeah, and he was just slimy, just man. Just slimy, dude. Just slimy. Dude, solid list. Thank though. you, though, man. Thank you. So, real quick, hit us with those five. So, again with the five. Let me pull it up. Robin Hood Men in Tights, The King, Princess Bride, A Knight's Tale, and then Army of Darkness at number one. Dude. So good. I, I just have such a love for all those movies. So, y'all know I love Princess Bride, so I didn't put that on my list. But I do want to throw one honorable mention just because these don't get talked about enough. And the third one, I think, is incredible. But I think the first one's very good, too. The second one, never been big on. My honorable mention is the How to Train Your Dragon movies. I I, I considered that. The first one's very good. Mm-hmm. I don't like the second one. Love the second one, but love the third the one. The third one, though, Hidden oh. World, that's the first time where I was like, I get why people love these movies. Well, here's the thing. So, I love all three. Um, and I really like the second one, but the third one, it's it's the visuals. Yeah. The visuals are another it's level, beautiful. dude. beautiful. The hidden world is gorgeous. It is. It reminded me of Avatar for animated. But And then all the dragons oh. are different colors. Just, uh It was but gorgeous. That's honorable mention. Yeah. So, number five is Timeline. Mm. This is a movie I always want to talk about because it was one of those movies I always read from a movie gallery. Yep. It's got a young Paul Walker. It's got a young Gerard Butler as a nerd. Yeah. A nerd yeah. who just gets killed basically off screen. I, I mean, it's hard to believe just nowadays. Great movie. Basically, this this lab. Mm-hmm. They've discovered a way to mm-hmm. go back in time. Yep. So they go back in time. But wouldn't you know it? Somebody brought a grenade. Yep. He throws the grenade, and what you know, it destroys the machine. Yeah. How will they get back? I mean, if that doesn't sound like the old voiceover trailer, a <laughs> uh, man that that says, in a world, I'm telling you. But timeline, great movie. Number four, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I was this close. Robin Hood Men in Tights beat it out, but I was this close. Monty Python Holy Grail, from the start. Where you have to read the bottom of the screen. Oh, absolutely. And how it just keeps talking about llamas. Oh, my God. To the kings who don't have horses. They have guys behind them with coconuts. Oh, my God. Just, and the French guy. Now, go away. I will taunt you a second time. <laughs> like, just, it's just those guys, that troop, the Monty Python, they just had a humor about them. Where it was. It's just humor. It's funny. It's, it's a Mel Brooks humor. Yeah. That's all there is to it. And he was amazing for his time, man. So, and number three, also a comedy. Just Visiting. Mm-hmm. You have, get this, you have Jean Renault as king, basically King Arthur. And he has a peasant. And then um, the wizard, I'm trying to remember who the wizard was, because it's actually like super huge person interesting um sorry guys i hate to be doing this but y'all have to know who this guy is uh the movie also has christina applegate as um kind of the romantic love interest for jean <laughs> renault perfect when he comes into modern times yeah but uh it also has tara reed in it but malcolm mm. mcdowell plays merlin oh merlin okay the wizard. yes i know exactly what, they, I, it didn't click until they then. come to modern times yeah and they're like oh what's happening and it's fish out of water 
That's a great it's one, man. It's just so funny, though, because Jean Renault, as good as he is at dramas like Leon the Professional, mm-hmm. he was hilarious if you let him go. I'm so glad you added that movie because I didn't realize what movie you were talking about until you said Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Great choice, dude. Malcolm McDowell's funny in that movie, He too. is, dude. It's a great So number two choice. is Robin Hood Men Tights. I had to have it carryables at least once on yes, this list. Yes, yes. That movie is so quotable, so oh funny. One of the best parts, because there's this guy named Blinken yeah. who's blind. Yeah. And he's so funny. Like, there's oh a part where God. he's, like, using the bathroom and they move the wall. <laughs> and so he's just sitting there and he doesn't realize. I know, dude. But the best part is um, Dave Chappelle's in it. Oh, I and know. And he says, hey, Blinken. And he goes... Did you say Abe Lincoln? <laughs> he said, "Nah, man, I said Abe Lincoln." <laughs> and just the movie's Dude, so funny. It's it's just a great big movie. musical number. Yeah, uh, Little John who cannot swim, mm-hmm. even though he's about six foot ten. Yeah, but you know he can't swim even if it's an inch of water. Yeah, so just great movie. Great movie. But number one, just because this is a great movie, has the CGI held up? No, the CGI is terrible. But does the movie still just get me? Name of fire. And that is Dragonheart. Dragonheart. Sean Connery as the dragon. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Just a great movie. And just a real touching ending to it. I agree. Just, it's one of those movies where I think had it not been you know, CGI, mm-hmm. or if it had been better CGI like Jurassic Park, I think it would still be talked about to this day. It, it would have been a Jurassic Park type movie yeah. where it was so fond, like, fonded by, um, like, all the critics mm-hmm. and audiences that if it was a dragon with practical effects, like the mm-hmm. dinosaurs of Jurassic Park, I agree. I think this would be a movie that would have still been talked about today. But, great movie. Great movie, great lists. And guys, we will come back to y'all next week. We'll continue talking about the Northman numbers because we love this movie, we want it to succeed, mm-hmm. and we will definitely have a Doctor Strange review for you. <laughs> so, I think we're planning on going to see it Saturday. Yeah. So, we'll have a review for y'all early next week. But guys, we just appreciate all y'all listening. And if you want to tell us your review of The Northman, mm-hmm. your favorite medieval movie, mm-hmm. why you think we suck, yep. why you think Trey sucks, or mm-hmm. why you think Eddie is the best. Mm. You know, or anything else. <laughs> Those are just examples. No biggie. Gotcha. There's gotcha. so many ways you can do this. You can go to Twitter, mm-hmm. at film underscore toast. We are not owned by Elon Musk yet. No. You can go to Instagram and TikTok, a toast to film, all one word. Or email me directly, bingingandbrewing at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And from Trey and myself, we just wish you a good night. Good viewing, everyone. <laughs>